Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Okay, we are back, and I mean it, we are back. We are back from our week's worth of, I was going to call it vacation, but it certainly wasn't. (laughs) Uh, For any of you guys, uh, a lot of our personal clients know that Julie and I took a week off to drive back to Ohio in a rented RV. And just in case any of you are curious, um, we have a, uh, Julie, what does RV stand for again? Wretched vehicle. I mean, rented vehicle. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it has many nicknames now. Wretched, wretched rented vehicle. So if you guys are ever considering uh, RVing, and, and if those of you who've got RVing figured out and it's something you really enjoy, well, God bless you. But more power I to have you. to say, more power to you. Yeah. So you know, it gave us a lot of time because, uh, as you guys know, we live in Texas. Uh, it gave us a lot of time to think about radio topics and talk about all of our great coaching clients. And one of the things that uh, both Julie and I said we're starting to hear because so many of you, especially our personal clients, are making so much more money than in many cases you ever have, or at least have in a long damn time. Uh, you are starting to play little psychological games with yourself that will inevitably end in a very bad financial situation for you. And I'm going to give you a for example. Uh, you guys have all heard us talk about the whole feast to, uh, feast to famine or you know cash flow versus cash spurts way that realtors run their businesses. In other words, they'll make a lot of money for maybe a month or two, and then they won't make any money. You know, So the things that it took for them to make the money in the first place, the actual work aspect of this business, they only do when they're feeling desperate. So many of you, like probably 99% of you, are guilty of that. So if you guys see that you have these great months followed by these shitty months, well, it's because you are essentially following the same destructive behavior pattern. As a lot of agents become more successful, what they then do is they'll make their the, the patterns don't run in, in 30-day cycles. They'll run in maybe 90-day cycles or six-month cycles. So, you know, they'll have a you know, slow first half of the year, and then they'll, oh, my God, I can't believe this year is going to suck, and then they kick it in gear, and then their second year is great. But why is it that the first half was slow? Because the second half of the previous year they weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. You guys follow me? So that's the reason that we do our best to beat into your heads that repetitious boredom pays off, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And so many of you guys now are having your free coaching calls with us and telling me this, which I appreciate. You know, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it is the secret to long-term success. So you have to do the stuff that you don't want to do even when you don't want to do it, and you have to do it at the highest level. In other words, you can't just be calling it in. You have to be literally getting results. So a lot of you, again, are having these fantastic years, making more money, saving more money, rebuilding or building your net worth. And believe me when I tell you, we are so happy for all of you. You know, I'm honestly excited um, you know, I had a, Julie Bilbert, great long-term coaching. Mm-hmm. I just had a great call right. with Bill, and, and mm-hmm. Bill is making more money this year than he's ever made before. He's just—I mean—he listed a three million dollar house, sold a three million dollar house, and he's doing fantastic. And he's got all this money pending for the last part of the year. I mean, he's making mm-hmm. essentially more than what he made the first half of the year, the second half of the year, especially the last quarter awesome. of the year. 
Yeah, it is awesome. But, you know, he started coming to the call when I started asking him about his production work since our last call. I, You know, he started mm-hmm. telling me how he's, you know, busy. I can hear he, it now. He said the, right. And so, you know, that mm-hmm. conversation lasts about two seconds. And basically I held him accountable to the fact that he's just following the same destructive, you know, work, you know, essentially cycle that so many other agents do. And he didn't realize that that's what he was doing. He was actually starting to believe mm-hmm that he was too busy to do the actual work that resulted in him getting paid. I, I know you run into that all the time with your mm-hmm. clients too, don't you? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Busy managing their deals, putting out fires, blah, blah, blah. Right. So here's, you know, you guys got to really check your own BS on that. You got to really be honest with yourself by why you're choosing to have, you know, a great month or a great six months followed by a crappy one. It's a belief thing. It really is. It's what's happening between your ears. It's what's happening – or because you're listening to the people around you. One of the most, and this is what the topic of today's call, and this is something I started hearing again from some of our top producing clients. Some of these guys are making you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars per year in commission. And they started saying things like, and I started hearing this about 90 days ago, and so did Julie. You know, this is one of the benefits of being in a car or an RV for a long period of time. We had lots of time to talk. Is agents are believing and starting to say, well, you know what? I, more money doesn't make me happier. I, mm. I don't think I, I have enough money. I mean, maybe sometimes they come out and they say it, but a lot of times they're actually exhibiting that type of behavior. And then when right. we ask them to be accountable to it, they'll say things like, well, you know what, I've just always believed that more money doesn't make you happier. At some point it's about balance, and they start hitting us with all these other types of things. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did some research on that, and I, I studied it over the weekend, and Julie and I talked about it some more. We, how does that even got, where did that even come from, that whole theory that money doesn't make you happier? Because it doesn't make sense. But see, even as you guys are listening to this, I know some of you, I can just feel it. You know, there's it's thousands not about of the money for me, Tim. It's not about the money. I know. I know. Can't you, though? Can't you hear him saying mm-hmm. it? I don't buy yep. it. Yep. You're right. So they're, they're saying things like, oh, Tim, it's not about, I, I'm not, you know, if I have enough money and life isn't all about money. Well, we are business coaches. You're in this business, obviously, to help people make money for you and for your family. So let's be honest. And th- you're believing something that more money doesn't make you happier. That's a lie. You're believing um, because you read that somewhere or you heard it from somebody. And it's an absolute lie. And on today's radio show, I'm going to prove it to you. Julie and I have done some research and we're going to prove it to you. But first of all, let's debunk the lie. More money doesn't make you happier. So that original research was done um, by a professor, big surprise there, by a professor who basically was studying the amount of money that somebody needs uh, in one country versus another. So, for example, if you're in Sri Lanka and if you earn $500 for the year or whatever it is, you know, you're feeling pretty good if that's about all the money. Like, so if someone needs $500 to pay their bills for a year in Sri Lanka, if they have $750 saved or whatever, then they're feeling rich. So they have some level of comfort. And then in the United States, the number is similar. Like if someone needs $50,000 a year and they have, say, 75000 saved, then that's some level of comfort, and then they start becoming complacent. Here's the problem with this is the belief that more money doesn't make you happier is just a bullshit excuse. That's all it is. It's just an excuse. Now, money itself doesn't make you happier. That's true. I mean, it's just, I mean, quite literally, it's worthless paper, right? Um, It's fiat currency. It's not even backed by gold. It is what it is. It's what the money does for you that makes you happier. It's the freedom that the money gives you that makes you happier. It's the quality of life that you have that makes you happier. So we're going to take a real short commercial break. Mr. Producer, please tee up the commercial. And then when we come back, 
um, Julie and I are going to read you specific uh, modern current research that's, that's been done on this very topic so you guys can then make your own decision about whether or not you're going to continue to believe that more money doesn't make you happier. Mr. Producer? According to the National Association of Realtors, only 10% of agents complete an amazing 90% of all transactions because they have a coach. If you want the production and performance that comes with being a top producer, then you need one too. Not just any coach, but the leaders in coaching today, Tim and Julie Harris. Don't just take our word for it. Listen to what HGTV star and Atlanta top producer Colette McDonald has to say. Hi, my name is Colette McDonald, and I'm with Remax in Atlanta, Georgia. I just wanted to take a moment and give a shout out to Tim and Julie Harris. I've been a coaching client of theirs for the last four years. When I first started in this business 12 years ago, I was very successful, did a great amount of business, averaged between eight and 10 million a year. When I contracted with Tim and Julie to be my graduate level coaches, my production increased by 20% per year. I am now trending 30 million this year. That's amazing results over four years of working with Tim and Julie Harris. I highly recommend them. Tiger Woods has a coach. And why does he have a coach? Because he can't see his swing. If you do what they tell you to, you will see huge results. I am living proof. Only Tim and Julie Harris provide powerful one-on-one coaching along with all the lead generation systems, scripts, presentations, team building, and business planning tools you need to dominate your real estate market. We offer affordable pricing with no long-term contracts, and our entire coaching staff are trained professional agents with top producing track records. Take action now and visit us online at freecoachingcallsforagents.com to schedule your free coaching call. There's no risk, no obligation, just a free, personal, one-on-one call with a trained professional coach. Join the elite 10% of agents who make all the difference in today's market. Visit freecoachingcallsforagents.com to get started. Again, that's freecoachingcallsforagents.com. <laughs> you know what? As I listen to that commercial, I'm realizing that so many of you are fast-forwarding through that commercial because you've heard it so many times. So, Mr. Producer, we need new commercials. I know we're working on that. So, Julie, um, yeah. the research that I found, could you go ahead and just start reading it? Yeah, and I love this research. It's so fascinating. So hopefully you guys are paying attention here. For those who have not won the lottery or sold a startup to Yahoo for, say, $30 million, for example, science has long offered a small consolation. At a certain point, earning more money won't make you happier. However, new research debunks such feel-good claims slash excuses. I'll just throw that in there. Okay, so there's no end to how much happier money it can make you, according to research to be published in the May 2013 edition of American Economic Review Papers and Proceedings by economists Betsy Stevenson and Justin Wolfers, professors at the University of Michigan. The relationship between well-being and income is roughly linear log and does not diminish as incomes rise, the study says. Uh, If there is a a satiation point, we are yet to reach it. The correlation between increased income and increased happiness is no different with the rich than it is with the poor, the study finds. The positive association between family income and reported well-being is remarkably consistent and shows no signs of petering out even at very high incomes, the study reports. 
This proves as consistent when making cross-national comparisons between rich and poor countries as when making comparisons between rich and poor people within a country. So it's consistent within your own country as well as across the world. So specifically, just over one-third, or 35% of Americans making less than $10,000, reported being, quote, very happy. Less, I'm sorry, just over a third, and just under a quarter said that they were, quote, very satisfied with their lives. However, of those making over a half million dollars, 100% reported being, quote, very happy, and said that they were, quote, very satisfied with their lives. Outside the U.S., Stevenson and Wolfers found the same trends. In particular, there is no evidence that the slope flattens are beyond uh, any particular satiation point in any nation, they wrote. So why does more, make more money mean more happy days ahead? Well, Wolfer says that he leaves that up to others to decide, but he has one theory. It may be that the relationship is not between your income and the number of iPhones you can buy. It's about the choices you can make. And the more money you make, he says, the more choices open up. But I would never say become a corporate lawyer and not work for a nonprofit if you found that more fulfilling, Wolfer says. So basically, in conclusion, you know, there, there's been this, this thought floating around that, well, at a certain point, what difference does it make? You're making enough, right? And in fact, the research has shown, I love the statistic, of those making over 500,000, 100% reported being very happy and very satisfied. I mean, that's pretty much the bottom line, isn't it? Well, it is. And, you know, again, it gets back to how many of you guys are believing, for example. I mean, you know, Julie, there's so many. We should just basically do a series of radio shows on all the stupid little cultural things that are floating around that uh, hold yeah. uh, people back from making money. I mean, like, you know, rich people are evil, uh, that you can't, you know, people that have a lot of money have shitty family lives. I mean, all mm -hmm. these types of things that you guys, so many of you, yeah. use, maybe as subconscious excuses. Maybe you're not realizing you're actually believing those things. But oftentimes those thoughts were implanted in our heads by, quote-unquote, well-meaning folks who were, mm -hmm. you know, in many cases, telling you stuff that they were told that tell you know they're basically believing that whatever their grandma said to them must be true and it goes on back generations and generations and you know you guys will find that unless you're consciously aware of the thoughts that you're choosing to think choosing to allow to continue to manifest you're going to have basically the same life the same outcome as you know your nearest two or three friends or family members in other words in most cases it's going to be very limiting and you're going to have the financial monkey on your back on a routine basis every 60 to 90 days. Now listen, Julie and I aren't just speaking uh, to you guys about this topic as academics. I mean, we started out dirt poor. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about Julie and I on the radio show, but hey, guess what? We did start out with uh, less than no money. We started out with student yeah. loan debt. Owing. We started out with no <laughs> skills. We started out with, you know, in many cases, you guys are coming to this industry with a hell of a lot more going for you than we ever did. We were in our early 20s out of college and our previous uh, work experience had absolutely nothing to do with real estate. In our first year, we sold 100 homes, and since then, we've become multimillionaires. And we've had to battle a lot of the uh, stuff that you guys are hopefully uh, waking up to as an obstacle for you to accumulate more money. And, you know, this is big. This is one of them. And there's whole, whole you know, people, cultures, civilizations, books written, 
TV shows. How many movies have you guys seen where it shows the guy who's basically earned a bunch of money being the most unhappiest poor bastard on the street? Right. How many how many cultural reinforcements do we have for that overtly liberal thought? There it is, by the way. I just said it, so there you go. Run with that. You guys can get mad at me for saying that if you want to, but it's true. So how many of you guys actually have fallen prey to that limiting belief? And what it has, what, how's that manifested in your lives? You know, that type of thinking is what holds many of you back. So we have free coaching calls, free coaching calls for agents.com. We take on, obviously, droves of new coaching students so far this month, almost 250. And when you guys join... You know, we tell you, like, you know, it's funny, Julie, so many of them think that, okay, there's the information, and then there's the information there's that's the behind lock and key that, Tim, there's yeah. secret, that you need to secret. No, it's the same information, okay? And we deliver it in the same manner, generally speaking. Uh, all of our coaches are trained by us, so all of our coaches are basically following the same types of coaching procedures. So it's not different coaching for the most part. It's not different information. It's what you guys do with it. It's the differences in the coaching clients that, re- that ultimately uh, will or won't uh, equal more success. I mean, so many of you guys have to stop and write down. This is your homework from today's radio show, by the way. Write down what you're, when I say money or I say rich or I say rich people, that's a fun one too, right? So if I were to say rich people, you know, what would you write down right now? What would be the words that would come to your mind? You know, so-and-so is a rich person. You know, look at look at all the political bullshit that's been circulating around. You know, the rich one percent and the you know to be a member of the one percent, you only have to earn a low three hundred thousand dollars per year. If you're in New York City and you're only earning three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, trust me when I tell you you're not feeling rich. In a lot of parts no, of California, it's like the same poverty way. line in New York. <laughs> well, but seriously, so you know those that, that type of political rhetoric, guys. How many of you have believed that bullshit? To the point now where it's holding you back from actually becoming more successful yourself. So here's a thought for you. Okay, so a lot of you guys struggle with the concept of earning more money. You you struggle with the idea of I don't want to feel or be materialistic. Okay, I get all that. But let's just break those thoughts down and let's really let's really dissect these. So for you for you to have uh, struggles with quote unquote being materialistic. In other words, why would you buy a Mercedes if you could buy a Ford? Or why would you buy a nice pair of shoes if you can go to Walmart and buy a crappy pair of shoes? Or why would you buy a Rolex if you could buy a Timex? Because here's why. Generally speaking, the more expensive stuff is a hell of a lot nicer. And and we are spiritual beings in physical manifestations. In other words, you need stuff, right? So you need a house. You need shoes. You need uh, food to eat, you need clothes to wear, you need all that stuff. So you might as well have nice stuff, right? It's that simple. You might as well have nice stuff. Why would you choose to have crappy stuff? And here's the real, I think, eye-opener for so many of you. It was for me when I figured this out a long time ago, that the more people you help at a high level accomplish their goals, the wealthier you'll become. So if you're choosing to live a limited, small, you know, financially impoverished life. What you're really choosing to do is not help other people. What you're really choosing to do is not using your God-given ability to be of service to other folks, especially in this industry, right? I mean, we're constantly surrounded by people that have to buy or sell a home or want to rent a home or want to lease a home. So if you're choosing to believe 
that money is the root of all evil or that basically, you know, more money won't make me happier. If you're choosing to believe all these liberal thoughts, then what you're really choosing to do is be lazy, be complacent, not help other people, and, oh, by the way, live a very limited, you know, sad life. That's harsh, direct, and, you know, maybe offensive to some of you. Um, And I'm not going to apologize for being any of those things. And the more offended you are, the more it's resonating with you, which means the more true it is for you. So challenge yourself on those beliefs. If you can't wrap your mind around wanting more just for the sake of wanting more, maybe you don't like Ferraris, that's fine. But accept the fact that by not wanting more, you're you're also not helping as many people as you could otherwise help. You're not earning as much money as you otherwise could earn to donate to whatever charity is that motivates you. Julie, am I missing anything on this point? No, I mean, I think the uh, the article that we were using earlier in the call kind of gets to it, too. It's all about the choices that you're able to make. You know, it's okay to make that choice. Certain things, maybe you really do care about the quality and it's worth spending the extra bucks on something you have passion for. And maybe there's other things where it doesn't really matter so much to you. But the point is, have the ability to make that choice instead of having it made for you. I mean, that's what earning is about. It's, money's just a tool that is the result of your hard work and effort in helping other people. So as you're fond of saying, you know, if you don't have what you need to have or you're not making what you need to make to have the life of your dreams, it's because you haven't found enough people to help yet. And when you put it that yeah. way, it kind of simplifies the whole situation. I mean, why is it that you're uh, – and you know, Julie, uh, it always comes back to this. It's people trying to make very well-reasoned, rationalized excuses to be lazy. Mm-hmm. That is the bottom line. And lazy is an offensive word. I get that, and I use it because it's offensive, because it makes you pay attention. Lazy is when you know that you have the ability to go and knock on that for sale by owner's door, and you choose not to. Okay? And when you did sell that for sale by owner, not only would you do a superior job for that owner, but you would also basically make it so you earned more money than you otherwise would have earned, so you can then go and spoil your family for Christmas. Okay? But you didn't do it because you're making enough money this month and you feel complacent and you feel comfortable. And after all, more money doesn't make you happier. You guys see the ripple effects of that type of thinking? Some of you do. Some of you don't. Okay, I realize that. But understand, the more people you help at a higher level, the more people you're able to be of service to, the better, richer, fuller life you'll have, your family will have, your grandchildren will have. Because of the fact that you decided that you wanted something more, that you wanted a better life. And don't feel guilty about that. Look at how many people in our society nowadays try to make us feel guilty for being successful, for having money, for being rich, right? I mean, you know, guys, it is insidious, all the stuff that's happening in our society right now on the, on, on the ramifications it does for long-term health of our country. It used to be when I was growing up, when Julie was growing up, it used to be that you were automatically assumed when you were self-made that you were hardworking, you were smart, you were somebody who was trying to make a contribution, trying to better their lot in life and the lots of the other people that they chose to have an influence on. Now, if you're self-made, what is the inherent assumption? That you got lucky, that you inherited it, um, that you scammed somebody. I mean, have you guys noticed how that's changed? So, if you're starting to fall prey to that type of collective unconscious thinking about building wealth, there's no wonder why you're not doing it because you believe those bad thoughts. How can you actually manifest wealth in your own life if you believe, believe that rich people and wealthy people are any kind of bad uh, word, any kind of bad thought? It, that is something that comes back to the core root of 
<laughs> frankly, the amazing thing about this industry, it is so easy to make money in this business. It is stupid easy to make money in this business. Listing and selling houses, please. I mean, you price them right and you put them in the MLS. Is it really that much work? No. What The success you have is completely self-created or self-limiting. It's all up to you. That's the beautiful thing about this business. You can't say that about virtually every other industry out there. You can't say that if you own a subway shop, if you pick a shitty location, guess what? You're not selling any sub you're not selling any sandwiches. You get the point? In this business, it's not like that. This is the best, most elegant industry you can possibly be involved with, and yet so many of you guys don't earn any money. It's because a lot of times it starts with the thoughts that you're choosing to have. Break free of that. We're approaching a new year. We're approaching a new opportunity for you to start fresh. What are you going to do differently for 2015? Oh, Tim, I'm going to have a business plan. I'm going to write it down and put it at my desk and forget about it. Okay? (laughs) So what are you going to do differently this year? I'm going to lose weight, just like you promised yourself you would for the past 20 years in a row. I'm going to finally stop buying buyer leads and learn how to be a listing agent, like you have been promising yourself for the past 36 months. Guys, if there's anything we can do for you, request a free coaching call. Free coaching calls for agents.com. Julie, anything else you'd like to say to well, these guys? As, as you were saying that and taking your jabs at them, which I appreciate because it, it is kind of like that for a lot of them. You know, the thing is, for some of you guys, you're making it so much harder than it has to be by using these types of excuses and by not getting serious about implementing and taking the action that you promised yourselves that you'll do, and yet, for whatever reason, you haven't been doing it. If you're using the whole, you know, more money isn't going to make me happier excuse, I mean, look at what that article said. Half a million, 100% results. They're happy. More money <laughs> actually is better, as it turns out. Well, of course, and, of course and it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and what no, I was do- thinking is how many decisions people make based on, well, I can't afford that. I mean, even even down to how you fly, right? I mean, why do people sit in the back of the plane by the bathrooms? Because they get the cheap seats. Why is that? You know, and these are the same people that complain about it. Well, you know, it doesn't matter anyway, and yet they'll complain about it and have to sit back there with the toilets, right? So more money actually is better. First class actually is better, as it turns out. And, the you know, the people that you meet and the things that you're able to do and be and see and have and contribute are better, and I, I think even on a micro level with listings, okay, so some people don't go after more expensive listings because they figure they don't have the money to make a nice-looking home brochure or a nice presentation. And it's a self-fulfilling thing. They keep on doing deals with really difficult things that really aren't going to close for them because they don't have something that they don't want to pay for because they haven't taken the action to get there. So it's a bit of a chicken-or-the-egg scenario and you've got to take that first step, or for some of you guys, second or third steps, or consistent steps at making more money so that you can do and be and have the things that you need to do and give to your family and your community and everything else. So if you're not there yet, try it out. You might like it. You'll probably like it a lot better than how some of you are operating now. So my thought, Tim, was stop making it so hard, some of you guys. And the rest of you who have figured this out, more power to you. Keep doing what you're doing at a high level, especially this time of year. As I always say this time of year, it's okay if you're the only car in the parking lot. It means all the yeah. yours. That's right. All right, guys, we'll talk to you on the radio uh, tomorrow. And we have a lot of great uh, co-hosts, guests, interviews this week, and a lot of great topics. Julie and I came up with a long list of, I think, eyebrow-raising topics. Hey, you know what? I know some of you guys aren't ready for some of the stuff that we're going to present to you. And 
I'm sorry. Then I guess you're not going to be a listener tomorrow. That's okay. For the rest of you who are ready to hear the truth, you guys tune in. Listen. Pay attention. Listen again. Oh, and Julie, I know a lot of brokers mm-hmm. and office managers are using our radio shows mm-hmm. as uh, right. content for their agents. Mm-hmm. Agents, uh, just because your office manager or broker assigned listening to our radio show to you and some of you are resentful because you don't like being told what to do, get over it. They're just trying to help you. Request a free coaching call if there's anything we can do for you. Free coaching calls for agents.com. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.